Uh, so it's a pleasure to be speaking with you both today. Uh, I just wanted to say I, I really enjoyed um, the show. I thought it was really interesting. It, it really tapped into something that I really hadn't seen like in television or anything like that. So kudos to you for that. Um, I first wanted to ask, what kind of inspired you to explore this world of artificial intelligence through this like comedic sort of social media landscape? So the genesis of the show kind of came from looking at stuff from real content farms. So, you know, you're seeing these awful, um, often dangerous, really repetitive, silly life hacks uh, flowing through your feed. And often they'll have like five, eight, 10 million views. And you find yourself watching them too and thinking, wow, like I've seen this clip 18 times in the past 24 hours in like seven videos and the shameless recycling of it and the extreme low quality of the content. And yet I find myself watching it and starting to wonder from there, like this is really asking me whether this content is generated and replicated by a bot or a human. So we started thinking along the lines of, okay, well, if you were a brand new content generating AI or algorithm sort of unleashed upon various social media platforms, how would you learn to create content and how would you learn to behave like a human on the internet to generate revenue and get clicks? All right. Um, yeah, so I'm also curious. So being that you very much this whole show is from like this artificial intelligence perspective, were all the art there, because um, I know it was like a deep fake that you guys did. Um, were they all scripted or did you try to use like add some AI generate ideas to try to like implement that into the character? Right. Um, they were all scripted yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, they were all scripted. Um, what like in terms of what is actually AI generated mm -hmm. in the show, um, there's a few pieces of AI art. Uh, which, I mean, now that it's three years old, these melting dog faces, I would call it like historical <laughs> AI art. It's from, you know, an ancient Gan from three years ago. And we're we're so much further along now, especially in the past six weeks. Um, but there's that. And then uh, the actual face of Jessica, the influencer. But all the words come from Humans. human brains that we're right. trained. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and the human brain got it from the internet. Yeah. So it's kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, you know, there's obviously that space in between that, that, you know, creates everything. Awesome. Um, you know, yeah. Like, and like I said, there's some very impressive deep fake work. What was the process of that? How, how was the process to make that come to life? So uh, basically, so Elaine plays the influencer, Jessica, she plays the main bot, Judith. And right. then the Judith character plays the influencer, creates the fake influencer, Jessica. Mm -hmm. And the Jessica you see in Content Farm, it's Elaine's performance, her facial movements, and her voice. And of course, Elaine's neck and torso. And the face was uh, deep faked on top by our deep fake guy, Philip. And, uh, you know, deep fakes become really accessible and, mm -hmm. um, you know, without too much trouble, he did an excellent job. Excellent job. Even in the places where, you know, she's poking around her eyes or she's brushing her teeth. Um, I feel like even a few years ago, you'd be seeing weird seams. Mm -hmm. um, but basically just straight deep fake on live footage performance. And all we had to do was um, we had the one character in um, the face that we were going to use and deep fake on top of mine. 
in a background just empty and we got them to like say the alphabet and say a few sentences and move their face get some emotion so then all that footage went to philip in which he put through a, a deep fake process and then took all of that information all that data and then mapped it onto onto my performance but only about 20 minutes of footage yeah was did we need from the mm. the source face mm -hmm. and then we were being I feel like we were being super like we could have got it. Yeah. Once. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone could have just used their phone three times <laughs> to unlock right. it. Probably could have made the same. <laughs> awesome. Um, so I was just curious. So being that it covers all this stuff, what do you think you want like someone who watches your show to like to think about when they're talking thinking about like AI and like deep fakes and that whole content form idea? Mm -hmm. For me, it's that the internet was created by humans, uh, but it's not necessarily made of humans anymore. And so when we peer into the depth of the doom scroll and think, oh, that's disgusting. That makes me so angry. I can't believe they'd say that. Oh my God. Or wow, this person's gotten so famous so quickly you should take a moment to consider, well, is that a person? And, uh, you know, did people actually say these things? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, obviously, you know, since we started writing this thing three years ago, so many stories have come out about uh, everything from chat bots to deep fake porn of celebrities mm -hmm. to fake profiles. Like it just, the list just goes on and on. But I think to, that's normalized in a way that we know it as a background mm -hmm. fact, but you don't necessarily have everyone thinking that every single time they see something. social media. <laughs> and yeah. you might consider doing that. It's like yeah. a, like an added brain filter. Like we're we're supposed to be like, oh right, that picture of that person, they're using a filter. Oh right, there's Photoshop. Oh right, there's good lighting. Like we're supposed to remember those things every time we see a magazine or anything like that. So we remember people don't look like that. And we have to ask ourselves as well, like how'd that person get all those followers? Like all of the things that Lauren just said, we should also just remind ourselves, like maybe that didn't come from people either. Yeah. And honestly, like, that's probably the most mind blowing thing for me when I was watching your show. It's like, I just didn't consider it as like, oh yeah, some of this stuff is probably not even a real person. And that was, yeah, I mean, you communicated that to me, to me very well. So I applaud you for that. Um, I, I also found your kind of comedic take on how an AI could create a personality that people could fall in love with quite interesting. Was there any shows or films and oh, there's a clear show being paired there, but, or have you seen like this intimacy with technology creeping up in real life? For sure. Um, for me, a big influence is something and something that we're really interested in exploring if we get a chance to continue the narrative of Content Farm are parasocial relationships. Um, so, you know, you're, you're following, whether it's an influencer or a streamer mm -hmm. or a content creator of any kind, mm -hmm. uh, someone who you feel like you know them really well, mm -hmm. but they have absolutely no idea who you are because you're just a number. You're just a profile that follows them. Um, and that you you really can fall in love with someone if they're making four hour long ASMR videos, if they're doing three hour long Twitch streams. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
And also like sharing so much like intimate or vulnerable aspects of themselves or their lives. There, there is that space of fake connection or uh, sort of one-sided, one-sided connection. connection. Yeah. Um, I personally noticed, you know, there's a very campy and comedic tone. Um, what were you guys specifically like trying to do to make sure that was consistent across like all these little segments in the show to try to keep that tone? I think it's like a lot of it is part of our aesthetic just in general to try and, you know, again, we, if it's so polished and the production is like so seamless, then you won't start to see, you know, the scenes, the, the places where, Oh, maybe I should look again. Maybe like, you know, even when we watch, when we watch the seamless big budget, you know, dating reality shows, we're still uh, like amazed by, you're like, how is that like that's obviously green screens <laughs> they're obviously not in that there isn't 40 pods that's just a door um and so, sort of like bringing your attention to the artifice of almost all the things that you're seeing like on the internet and through non non-human um viewing and just that I think it also comes from a love of the internet. Like mm. the internet looks like crap most of the time. And so, <laughs> you know, we, we want to do honor that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. So to me, um, the character, I think you put in the credits is like Tamsin discriminator kind of represents this like wealthy one person to me re represents this one the one percent like person who like kind of controls these companies that might utilize what you call a content form or, like an army of ai um is that where you're going for or do you like do you just want the audience to decide who they think it is because i you don't I, I you don't really explain it entirely but i think that's the idea you definitely get from watching it i think that read totally makes sense to me mm -hmm. um in terms of uh i guess the way we think of tamson we uh, sort of, you know, computer scientists, please don't come for me. Um, uh, you know, we think of Judith and Tamsin as sort of two halves of a neural network, like the generator and the discriminator in a, in a generative adversarial network. Mm -hmm. And so one of them um, comes up with endless possibilities, generates content and is, is the generative force. Um, and the other one is going, no, that doesn't look like a panda. No, that doesn't sound like an apology no that smile doesn't look like a real smile mm -hmm. and that they're in this um adversarial game but the goal of the game is to generate revenue all right yeah and like so i was actually watching uh invasions of the body snatchers for a class recently and this actually i i thought of this while watching because in that movie you kind of it shows this idea of this like emotionless being like taking over a real person's persona through in this case through the internet and it feels very alien um in the way that the body snatchers do i was just curious do you think you'll want to keep investigating this kind of world through your future work or what do you Absolutely. think about that when we when we were writing this the show to sort of pare it down into like okay a three sort of episode like a sort of a mini arc so that we could at least get off the the world and the the types of stories and the types of possibilities that content farm can hold we we had to fit in order to know you know that arc we sort of planned out a larger 
a larger series and a larger expansion of what happens. What do we find out from Jared? Like, does he get in trouble? Does, you know, he get confronted with what he made? How do you find those links? What happens to Todd and Darren? Is there how many more versions of um, dating shows and Turing tests and AIs? And how do all those things converge? And we had actually, we had so many that didn't even make the cut. We filmed like a whole extra series of, um, of shorts, like a whole storyline that didn't make this particular cut. So the endless possibilities of following along Judith and Tamsin and what they discover and different platforms they want to infiltrate, as well as having the sort of mini micro series inside sort of unfold and help unpack what they're up to. It's uh feels pretty boundless, especially in the past six weeks when there's so much, <laughs> so much more chats and chat bots. And, you know, we're going to get to someone's going to marry a bot like very soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Thank you guys for giving me the chance to talk to you about this. Awesome. I you so much, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Right. I you. enjoyed your article. So. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right.